I have tapes and they are hot, all quite ting ting, it's the start of the pod. My team's good and yours is not quite down ting ting, it's the start of Hello! Coming to you in a pre-recorded fashion from the League Podcast Studio in Columbus, Ohio. I am Diesel and they, uh, now that he's, ah, uh, what was I, I, I wrote this down somewhere, it's not here though. Oh no, here we go. Joining me today from the house that marries for the foreseeable future, the commission's with me. Commission, how are we doing? Shockingly well. Um, hmm. the, the Browns, the Browns playing tonight, and I've, I set that meme today about like how the week progresses. Monday, yeah. I was like, okay, we started doing a couple of things, but then I'm like, Browns by 100. So I'm, I'm, I'm back. I'm all the way back in. You're all aboard the, the big brown train yes. right yes. now is what yes. I'm hearing. I'm, 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 I'm going to convince myself. It's just a sickness at this point. I'm going to convince myself every week. The Bengals also really stink this week. So this is one of those, like, yeah. we can just stink less. We don't have to be better than them. We have to just stink less than they do. That is something that you can at least fall back on that the Bengals had their number one overall yeah. pick last year. And, and like, I, they're a bad I've team. I put my money where my mouth is. I've got several wagers on the Browns for tonight. Browns first half. Browns Never bet game, with your heart. Browns yeah. first half, Browns game, and um, Nick Chubb to score a touchdown. Those are the- that seems like a safe bet. The last one, at least. I don't know about the rest of it, but the last one feels good. L- let's not beat around the bush because Chuck has a game to watch here. As I, I will. We, I'm not we getting, kind of said this, but like, I was like, oh, we'll get this one done quick, and then we talk for like three hours. Mm-hmm. We didn't start recording this until 7 o'clock. Gonna leave. Yeah. I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to leave. So <laughs> at 8, we are, 19, we're actual, Chuck will look out of the room. Yeah, we're on an actual time limit here. I'll just stop the podcast. Yeah. No, I, it, I'm not going to edit the video to this, but uh, we're doing this via Zoom so I can see his hat. So new he's br- in. He's new, all in. New Browns hat. It's a nice Browns hat. It's got the little, uh, what's it? Yeah. What is he Brown like? The elf. Elf? Sometimes, like, John, is... and I'm wearing, I'm wearing my, Jim, okay. my Jim Brown jersey. Sometimes you got to actually sure. go back to move forward. So that's, that's what I'm going with tonight. That's the motto for the plan for you guys today. Uh, but before we get into any of our segments or anything like that, let's recap the action from week one. I'm back like Arnold Schwarzenegger, baby. We kick off this. Lewis took on Brian in Bearer territory. Jeez. We all knew Mike's team would stink, but this was almost impressive. Besides 17 from One Man Wolf, 15 from Tyler, close the door and lock it, and 11 from Baby Shark, the rest of Mike's team failed to find double digits. For Brian's part, he seven Cook can't read a book, and 22 from Mark Andrews Jackson's to carry him to an easy victory. Final score, Mike, 97.54. Brian, 129. Well, it's good to be back, 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 doing this one with you. Well before it started, as Zach and Ben took the same field this week. And folks, that right there is where the similarities in this game is on his way with another consistent season, grabbing 10 apiece from the Steelers defense and Robbie Goldfuss. Tossing up strong steps with the actions of the Zach Wendley football team were ones that nobody saw coming. 25, 35, 41 were the scores Zach's guys tossed up this week, making sure to dance on the face of his enemies in the process. Seeing what he was up against, Ben collapsed like a seven from Mark Wahlberg Scott and nine from DJ Khaled. Zach cruises to victory as Ben sees nothing but Fs in the chat. 29, look at that spread. It was a battle of former roommates and lovers as Gurry and his island of misfit toys went up against Colin and his firing squad. 
Holmes, and 17 from Travis Pastrana Kelsey. But Gurit clapped back, using 16 from Derek Rose Henry, and 19 from Old Smokovin from Zeke Elliott Smith, and 24 from Chris. Oh, the Seahawks are good now. Carson were just too much for the underdog to overcome. Final score, 102.72. In a battle of old folks, Chuck and Alex met in a classic week one matchup. Trumpers across the board. 12 from St. Quads Barkley, 14 from Kenyon Drake and Josh, and 3 from Rob Gronkowski, 0 from the Bears defense as a little cherry on top. Whereas dumbass fucking Alex continues his accidentally and mine's being more evident of that to Jamison J. Crowder, scoring 25 points thanks to a garbage 70-yard touchdown catch. I'm, no, I'm not going to even give him a good goddamn respect for breaking down the rest of his fucks. Fuck Alex and his stupid fucking team. Alex 135, Kamesh 117. And finally, we bring you to this week's nail biter. As my raging Rutledge's Chuck Allen, Pop Johnson's 20, took the lead over Tyreek Mountain, 15. The Rutledge's will go on to add 28 from Mormon McCaffrey and 24 from me and Julio down by the schoolyard Jones. And seem to have them from DeAndre Hopkins International Airport and 13 from old TG2 gave him a lead late. But low, on the horizon, an Evan Ingram four-yard catch sneaks the Rutledge's past just 124.8. Powell, 124.56. And that is your action from week one. Uh, feels good to be back. We're all, we're all the way back. That's the official, that's the signal that we're all the way back. Us doing poor impressions of sportscasters is where, that's where this league's at its strongest. Chuck, also, uh, this is just purely, I have to clear uh, the, I have to clear the elephant here. Room. John, tell me when you hear me stop talking. Stop talking. Right now. That was five seconds after I stopped talking. No, I think there's, I was going to say, because you're cutting like, it's like I'm getting like one like second at a time. Hang on, I'm going to try 5G variety, you know, really live it up over here. Because, yeah, no, I, I agree. There were, there were some issues. I, I, so what people don't know is that um, John is eating McDonald's while we're I recording am. this. And I thought this that the, the long pause after all of my thing, but then I, I, I realized here that I think something's afoot. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. I think something definitely is afoot. Not well, let's just roll with sure it. Who what? the fuck cares? Yeah. Hold on. Hold point. on. Wait. Hold on. Switch the Wi-Fi back. It's, eh. Did you hear me say stop talking? Yeah. I, all right. Yeah. I, think, I think we're up to speed now. We're better at least. This is. I. You still sound like you're talking through that a fan. That was John but and uh, Charlie uh, troubleshoot computers. That's what that. That's what that was. That's Live on air. Brought to you. Brought to you by Micro Center. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. Um, all right. Well, we're gonna get into our segments now before we get too much further down this road of how bad he is uh, a classic, an absolute classic. So we're gonna do a little plant your flag. So, Chuck, but would you like to take uh, it first or should I? I'll go ahead and take mine first. Please. Um, all right. This this is a, a fairly um, this this is I this this I'm gonna go ahead and say that this is like the, almost a prank. This is actually a good one where like you'll get people that will die on both sides of this hill. Okay. And it is that Kyler Kyler Murray NFL MVP this year. That is here's the thing. scalding. Here's the thing. It's seemingly, seemingly. But here's the thing. So he's got they, the Cardinals after that DeAndre Hopkins trade. They yeah. are they're like the Browns of last year. Where people were like, all right, this is the Cardinals year. They're gonna take a step forward. And, and in week one, they fucking did. They fucking beat the 40. Like, you know, they're, they're up it there. So good, yeah. And because of that, here's the thing is that 
to win MVP, people are going to pick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson as, like, MVP, which was Russell Wilson, the popular ones. But because, like, the expectations on particularly Mahomes and Jackson are so high, it's almost like the triple way in a normal year that Trevor Lawrence is going to win the Heisman because the hype surrounding him, like, he, he could, there's no chance he could ever, act, like, live up fully to the hype around him as to what he actually yeah. does. So Murray has, like – his expectations are not those guys' level where like, he can play very well and be behind them because of the perception. You know what I'm saying there? Yeah. And also, they, ha- they have this schedule where they're in the division with the Niners who they've already beaten. He'll play Russell Wilson twice. Like, or potentially, like, be like, oh, shit. Like, he's, he's, a, he's a sweet player. So that's why I'm, I'm going to go ahead and plant my flag now. Kyler Murray, the 2020 NFL MVP. That is a very interesting one to me just because, yeah, I do feel like he is going to get the benefit of the – no one is expecting him to put up huge. Do you remember like in college football when spread offenses started becoming a thing, like, and guys were like chucking the ball like 60 times a game, like Case Keenum for just throwing for like 500 yards a game, but he didn't win a Heisman because it was like, oh yeah, it's a volume thing. Like, you know, who really cares? So I'm curious to see if Kyler, that he's just going to be like, oh yeah, he's kind of essentially playing an NFL air raid offense. Uh, you know, are people going to no, take his think, stats I with a grain because, of salt? I think because of Lamar Jackson and his like ability to also make those one or two plays a game with his legs, it, he'll get exception where it's like this guy is just do, has to do everything for this offense. Like he yeah. he is the he is the straw that stirs their drink, and so like you can <laughs> like, that type of thing. No, that makes sense, and no, I could honestly see it happening just because yeah, again, he's going to have the touches. He has Hopkins, which is Hopkins, like, you know, a, a nice, and, like, feather in his cap. Uh, but Kenyon Drake, like a pretty solid three. And Christian Kirk, yeah, too, well, like as your third guy. Pretty solid three guys to have I'm in your saying. offense. Like, so. But I guess I'm just thinking it's not so much that system it works. It's like, no, we saw it without DeAndre Hopkins last year. And it kind of worked, but it really didn't work. Like, I do think that he's going to get a little bit of a bump of like, okay. Again, if he can pull it off, I think it'd be a cool one to watch because, yeah, he'll just be putting up stupid. Also, from a, from a betting standpoint, in the uh-huh. same vein, Cliff Kingsbury for Coach of the Year, like, mm-hmm. probably get crazy good odds on that. Like, they don't have to be the best team for him to win Coach of the Year. Like, no. You know, yeah, they're so, like, like a wild card team. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, so, probably get crazy good odds on Cliff Kingsbury, Coach of the Year, in a division with the Seahawks and the Niners and the Rams. Yeah. Like, no, that'd be, I mean, yeah, if they go 500 this year, right? think he would be a very good candidate for coach if they make the playoffs in that division he's uh, he could win coach of the year yeah unless the floor and the packers go like 15 for 14 and two or yeah. something something like that where it's like or like something like you know yeah no absolutely and okay it, in an opposite vein, just as a side, this is a side note. In an opposite vein, first coach fired this year. Just lock lock that in now. Adam. Gase, Wait, who is fired. Adam Gase? Lock oh, yeah. that in. No, absolutely. first coach fired this year. That one's not even really a question. He's just bad at his job, and he's got the crazy eyes. No one likes him. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to do mine real quick. Uh, mine, I'm, I'm kind of curious because like that I'm planting is Steve Cohen buying the Mets will not change anything. Or not change anything, will not change much. And here's my reasoning. Our issue throughout the years, uh, like we have been a ridiculous amount of just stupid injuries that just make no sense. So, for example – um, we signed two years ago, Jed Lau. Charlie, I would like for you to guess how many at-bats he has taken in these two years. Seven. It's seven, exactly. Is it, is it really? <laughs> it's seven, exactly. That was a straight-up guess. It's amazing. That's, that's awesome. 
a single hit and never played in the field. We paid him $20 million. So like money is not necessarily the issue here. It's that like all the money in the world would not have stopped Matt Harvey from by a boar on his ranch. It wouldn't have stopped uh, Noah Syndergaard from getting Tommy John surgery. And I want to be clear here. I'm happy the Wilpons are gone because they're kind of assholes. And, but my feeling is that I don't want to put too much of my hope into like the fact that a billionaire now owns the team. It's like, yeah, he could go out and sign like Bryce Harper and Mookie Bad tandem bicycle ride or something fucking ridiculous like that. Like it just, in my opinion, I think uh, all we're going to have is a much list of guys on the IL. That's, that's all it's going to show. Just keep telling yourself, um, Richard's donor in baseball. Just keep telling yourself that, John. It's all, it's all you need to keep yourself going. Richard's donor in baseball. This is going to get me to sleep every night. <laughs> um, and yeah, most I guess, expensive I guess, team. I guess, yeah. It, wait, here's the thing. It, the Mets have had horrible luck like that. And it gets compounded by the fact that your owners just can't afford to like own the team. Every team has injury problems, and you yeah. and you have to get and you have to get lucky to win a World Series and be good. There's a, there's a certain degree of luck with with all of those things. Oh yeah, I, Cleveland Indians 2016. Um, but it's I, I think it's more or less like the it wouldn't be so crippling if he wasn't the only like guy that they had been able to sign like that yeah. entire offseason. You know type of thing. Or if you had like you know, just like the Indians don't sign. Like the the guy that makes twenty million a year, they can't even sign the guys that make like, you know, you don't you don't have to have the every guy makes three million a year. You need to have like five or six of the guys that make like next tier of players, yeah. which the Mets will now be able to afford. Like you won't have you want a suspect is making too much money, and then also like the guy that you just called up making like one and a half million. Like you got to have yeah. the middle ground there. The one thing that I will truly say in favor of this ownership change is that I am so glad to not re- be rooting for a team owned by several people who got Madoff. Like, people would have forgotten got about Madoff. Bernie like, Madoff by is... now if it wasn't for the Wilpons. <sighs> like, he gets brought up with the Wilpons every 30 seconds. <laughs> it's so – well, because they're just like yeah. – Literally, they, 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 they make sure everybody knows that it's not their fault that that stinks somehow. It's all Madoff's fault. It's almost like they're bragging about it. Well, like, what the fuck? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um. Okay, all right, so let's let's move on. Our second and last segment here. Uh, we're going to partake in a little The Over's Always Alive. Uh, all right, Chuck, so I'll take the lead on this one since you took the lead on the last one. So to refresh everyone's memory, we are both – we are actually is going to uh, place a bet, and each of us is going to create a bet for the other person to bet on. That's how we're going to do this. Because what we found was that it reset the line was just fucked because we were bad yeah. at it. So now we can at least sort of even things out, whoever gets closer – there are going to be a lot of just pushes, but whatever, I guess. Hey, uh, over-under for you, Chuck, and it's very time-sensitive. Over-under, one and a half combined picks over. for Baker Easy. and Easy Joey Burrow. Easiest over-under. Over. I don't, I'm glad I kind of have the under. Both of these defenses are bad. I mean, I, I agree with you. These I just... I feel like they're going to be throwing the balls to cornerbacks and it's just going to like hit off of their like face now, masks. They, they don't throw, they don't throw picks to, I guess the, the, a lot of times the corners, but it's always the Baker gets every ball deflected by a line. They'll fucking drop back into pass yeah. coverage. It just slots a ball into the air and it's get fucking picked off. Like, yeah, I mean the, the DBs, I could be out there playing DB and catch some of these picks. Like I, right. to, I, I would just stand there and he'll just, he'll just come to me. The ball will just find you. Yeah, somehow. yeah easiest over. <laughs> All right, uh, Jay, I'm going okay, to well, like yeah. take you to old uh, Brian Easterling, our, our good pal Brian, oh. out, there, out, out there being the voice of reason amongst um, – his team caught the injury bug uh, this week. Yeah. 
and he's currently projected for 110.1 points. And I don't uh, change that projection a lot, so I'll go ahead and give you that simple over-under. Over-under 110.1 points for Brian this week. Brian, let's let's look at what he's got going out it's, there. It's what his it's what his projection is. Will he, will he be or yeah. do worse than his projection? That's actually, I think, a pretty good one out of you. I'm going under. I under think, and we'll get to this a little bit later. I mean, obviously, it's just injuries, but like having to start and have like Michael Gallup as your number two receipt, like there's it, Brian's team looks like one that has been yeah. ravaged by injuries. So I think. I'm going to go under just because I love Brian. Some of his guys had good weeks last week, but like I fear Brian's guys just like reverting to being like not good NFL players and like, you know, just sort of fights yeah. and that's it. It's over. The, the, the kicker is going to be Mark Andrews. I think is going to be the kicker. It's where do the Ravens go in the red zone? If they, I mean, I assume they get into the red zone, you know, which they probably, it, was, yeah. it was Andrews last week. They scored also a thousand points against the Browns, but like does Mark Ingram get a touch? Do they throw it to, well, he's need again, you know, so I'm, yeah. I'll make a break um, for Brian right there. No, I, I agree with you. And yeah, I just don't have a lot of faith. So I'm, t- I'm taking the under truck. You took the over. So we'll see where we come out next year. Really what everybody comes here for. Uh, now I have to root. I, 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 I can just root for Joe Burrow to throw picks. So I'm going to have to root for Joe Burrow to throw a pick tonight for this. No. I, I Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow just needs two picks. Yeah, did not set it high enough that one quarterback could not achieve it on his own. Um, so last week, um, where we finished out. Uh, so I finished at a shocking should, five and oh, I really did. We should have tied, tied four one that the fact that you beat Paul by into this week. Yeah, no, it was, it, it was a clean up at five and oh, Chuck, you went up at three and two. So uh, both good weeks. Just, you know, mine was, I do better. appreciate that. You gave me the magic Johnson pick as being correct, which it, there's no way that could have been a wrong pick for me. I just so was it, I remember reading that. <laughs> I remember reading that and being like, "Oh, okay, he's just picking Brian because Mike's team is bad." Then we'll both get it wrong. See, I was I, I was in a, I was in a win win there because you if were. Mike had won, I, I mean I would have gone to my grave saying that I always prepared that Brian won. And he's like, "Yeah, I picked the better team." Brian, Mike's team sticks. Like we were obviously Brian, you know. Like that was that was the win win. I was getting that pick regardless. You were playing some three D chess yeah. using yeah. Magic Johnson as your pawn. Uh, I'll set the order and the marquee matchup and everything like that because I'm better at this than Charlie. So, first off, I'm going to take you to Brian first Garrison. Um, big so old, to big me, old poop game. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. He didn't have – he had a good week, not great. He had a bunch of injuries, and he got bailed that, out. That's the thing. It also, it's like Brian, like really – I would have done this too, but like Brian really high-stepped that victory with Mike throwing up like it was Mike was sub 100 and Brian was just like, yeah, crushed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, but yeah, as, as we were saying, uh, or as I was saying, Antonio Gibson, Gallup, Snell, all in your starting lineup, all pretty high in your starting lineup hurts. Um, I think for and Detroit, neither of those teams really have defenses. I think they're just going to be a lot of points thrown around there. Chubb and Henry are both going to be going against two bad defenses. Jacksonville is until, again, actually I, 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 except teams. in division, um, I guess. I, Yes, yeah, that game at Gardner Minshew said. I hope I hope the Jaguars go six and zero in the division and zero yeah. and uh, ten outside of it. Right, that's how that's how Matt. No, yeah, six and zero in the division and zero and ten outside of it. And outside of it, yeah, no, it's a bad division. No, it's not that bad. I don't know. It has Regardless, the Titans and yeah, Texans I, in it. I, yeah, no, that's no. They're I take that back. That was I was yeah, thinking so of. Just, 
Yeah, probably. Yeah. Losing, losing record. Um, so, and my final thing for Gary, I think if Mike Evans and Tom Brady can get on the same page, I don't even think it's going to be close. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I got Gary in this one. Mainly because Brian could have one, if not a couple guys, like go off. His projections are going to be strapped for points this week. He's got a, just tough injury problems. Um, but yeah, I got Gary. Even without a, a huge Mike Evans game, I think he's, he's easy on this one. No, I agree. All right. Uh, so now we're going to move on to uh, Mike versus Paul. Chuck, what, what you um, I'm going with uh, Paul, just because Mike's team has shown has showed nothing last week for me to like want to pick for him. Connor um, um, Jalair against the Chargers, their defense mm-hmm. is like if you had to pick a strength of the Chargers, that their defense and their front is. I don't think he's going to shut down, but certainly you know you look for him to not have, you know, have an awesome game. Mixed yeah. against the Browns again. If there's a strength of the Browns defense, it's going to be the defensive line. You know, the Browns defense kind of stands still, regardless. So who, who the hell knows? After that, are matchups around the way. But I just don't like Dallas Goddard. Don't love him. Marvin Jones against the Packers, who their defense didn't play great last week, but that might have been because they were just up by a thousand like the whole time. Yeah. And so, I mean, I talked a lot. I just, I've been on Kyler Murray's deck for a minute here, so I, I yes. honestly like him. And yeah, the and the DeAndre Hopkins hookup worked very well. Um, I'm intrigued to see what that does with their linebacking core how Todd really looks for Atlanta. Yeah. And, you know, the, really the only, the only, the only like, question mark on Paul's team is that flex. Ronald Jones, who's going to look like? So that one's there, but I'm going to go with Paul in this one just because Mike's team has shown me nothing to, to believe about. No, I agree. I'm, I'm taking Paul here. I, I, for the life of me, I don't understand how Mike has a 119 point. That's one of those projections where you, like, see, like, what Mike's players are projected for. And then you see the total, and you're like, "That those numbers at eight points." <laughs> There's something wrong with the algorithm here. This doesn't work. Um, okay, so moving on, Ben. Uh, so I'll, I'll give you my my little take here, Chuck. So I think if Chris Carson gets used the same way in week two that he did in week one, Colin's gonna roll. I like he just like he looked really good. The rest of us, uh, I do think that uh, for him, Zeke and Amari Cooper are gonna have a big day against the Falcons defense that looked like absolute garbage last night, like out touches Nick Chubb somehow tonight. Um, but for him, I think if uh, Hawkinson, Godwin and Metcalf like can build on a strong week one and make that the norm rather than an exception to the rule, Ben could win this thing. So I'm going to take Ben in an upset. That's a good pick. Um, I think I, for Ben breaks off like a screen pass. It goes for a touchdown or something like that. Yeah. The, the most interesting guy in Ben's lineup is Jonathan Taylor who yeah. now that Naeem Hines is here of carries and shockingly in week one showed off his ability, this newfound ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, yeah. which he could not do at all in Wisconsin. So um, that bodes well for him. I mean, Lamar Jackson d- down the way, I mean, basically the receivers is where I lose faith in, in Ben's team. I don't, sure. Godwin's got that. Evans is still hobbled. Who knows what that's going to look like. DK Metcalf is just a fucking fluke. Like you don't know what he's going to do. Like he go for 85 catches for 90 yards, or you could go like one catch for 12 yards. That's yeah. all um, But for Colin, oh, could be prime for digs there. And the, the, the interesting thing, I, I agree with you, the, the straw the straw stirs the drink of Colin's team this week is going to be Chris Carson. Take Russell Wilson out of the game, which would mean he has to dump it off or just hand it to Chris Carson. So that would be well for Carson. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go it's going to allow Chris Carson to get the touches he needs to give Colin the points to beat that. Okay. So there we go. We disagreed for the first time. Um, okay, next up, the penultimate matchup is uh, going to be Alex versus me. 
Um, let's check what walk um, you through it. I don't think that I could root stronger against anyone than I am rooting against Alex right now. Ohio State and whoever is playing Notre Dame. Notre Dame, like, that hatred compares nothing to what I'm feeling towards Alex right now. After this whole bullshit, and just, and just, and just literally failing upwards yeah. for six years throughout this league, I'm done with Alex. I'm, like, this, this has to stop. It's going to hurt this week, and so can't catch – a thousand yard touchdown for Alex, you know, yeah. again. Um, in fact, Alex's entire bench will be injured and I'll have to play Daryl. Um, I think, I think this is, you have every, you have every advantage here, John. I got to go with you. Uh, I agree. No, I, Alex, Alex is legitimately going to struggle to field two running backs this week. You're right. I think he's going to be Sankle. Uh, Philip Lindsay has turf toe and yeah, that's about it. He's going to have Alvin Kamara and whoever else he can fucking find. Uh, so I'll do well. Um, I think Duke Johnson or not Duke Johnson, the other, uh, Johnson who plays for the, the other D Johnson, David the Johnson. Yes. The very same. Uh, he's got Allen Robinson and Ingram are going to bounce back. So yeah, I, I just don't know that Alex has the firepower to, to keep up here. So I'm, I'm taking if myself I as well. I had to put like a bet on this game. It's a Allen Robinson's going to go absolutely off this week after yeah. with the bears in like two days. He's, he's he's primed to go off here. If Michigan, so it's a big if. If Michigan, if Michigan, yeah, no, it's it, it's going to be interesting. Um, okay, well, so Chuck, that leaves us now uh, with you know, as you can, uh, you versus Zach, um, and and it's for this reason. I think you both had very different week ones. I think you now have to go in and prove that uh, your team is not one ninety five that he put up was not just like garbage bullshit luck. So I think that there's a lot of line for you both. Um, I think uh, for Zach, I think Josh Allen, Aaron Jones, Will Fuller's going to get shut down. But Ridley, like I said, I think that Falcons game is going to be a shootout. Hollywood's going to do well against the Texans. But can Jared Cook save you from uh, drafting I, Rob Gronkowski? Here's the thing. I'm not out on Rob Gronkowski. I'm not out on Rob Gronkowski yet. Like, look, it's in, in Tampa. Let them get in the rhythm. I'm not worried at all about Rob Gronkowski. And I think Jared uh, Cook as a throw-in backup tight end is pretty good option to have. No, I agree. I agree that you made the right call taking Jared Cook and having the insurance on a guy who didn't play football last year. Um, and then I think Hilton and Thielen are going to do well for you. <clears throat> Great game. So I think Zach's going to win this one in a shootout. So I agree with some of your takes. I am that I guess I have to prove something. What I want to know is what do I have to do so that people stop doubting. What else do we have to do so that people stop questioning our actions? <laughs> I, 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 I ran the stats, John. I am now one in five in, week, like in our league. Are you? And most of the time, I do not look good in week one. My team oftentimes looks terrible. What else do I have to do to you know, stop people from doubting me? But this is, this is my – if you read between my numbers from last week, um, I didn't really have a good matchup like – across the board that mm-hmm. Pittsburgh might have the best front seven in the yeah. NFL. Yeah. Like Saquon Barkley, like, like had, had a bad game by like a fantasy standpoint, but like, you know, like he was just hitting the ball, which is getting tackled in the backfield yeah. because mm-hmm. the Giants O-line just didn't block anybody. Um, it's the same thing with Kenyon Drake in San Fran. Again, will be their calling card for the future. So, yeah. and uh, you know, even like I said, the, the, the Gronkowski thing, get some time. That was clearly like a, they weren't, on the same page entirely. And then Brady, like, 
pretty from a fantasy standpoint, are a pretty good team. Like, yeah, if he if he gets me twenty points, like that, if that's a bad twenty points. Like, I can't wait for him to see a good game. Like, yeah. So, you know, some options in my flat. I haven't totally set my lineup yet, but I've got some options down with Emmanuel Sanders now, with Michael Thomas out, and things like that. That's that I can use to to put myself in there. So go with myself, just because, and I always pull through. So why is this going to be any different? Plus, I don't. Plus, I think that you know, Zach tried to you know jump down my throat with my bad Packers take that all his Packers players played well. Field on Sunday, yeah. Like, they, like people knew that their their like their front seven was going to be bad. Their secondary was even worse. Yeah, like, they just they couldn't cover anything. The Adams going off for forty a week, yeah. even against a Detroit defense that isn't that great. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 going with myself in this one. Um, easy. Okay, I a shocker if ever there was one. Yeah, and also I, I um, do want to address. Uh, let me just address one thing too. Yeah, because we we all of our bad takes from week one about things we said. People don't understand. It's it's very easy for them to play Monday morning quarterback with our takes, John. They're not in the take. yeah, and they don't understand how the take game works. Mm-hmm. You fire off takes. You don't care about the ones that are wrong, but everyone that's right, you take it and you just dunk it down the. Th- all I need is for Rob Gronkowski to have one really good game, and I can just shove my dick down everybody's throat. Like, that's just how it works. And you will. Oh, I, no, will. I agree. I think, yeah, it, it is very – when we have to fill an hour per week of our bullshit, and a lot of them are going to be wrong, you can't focus on that. You, you got to focus on the, the positives and just really yeah, roll I don't through see Zach out here giving us his breakdowns every game, but it's very easy to be like, oh, yeah, I knew Devontae Gale was going to go, was going to play well when he scores 40 in week one. Like, oh, thanks, Zach. <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, I think that's yeah, about all we have today. Chuck, do you have anything else for the Go people Browns. before we sign off? Amen. Um, all right. Well, uh, be sure to check back next week at some point. For whatever or, we or, do maybe, or maybe three read our newsletter. Who knows what we're doing next week? Yeah. Probably a newsletter, if I'm being honest. Who knows? We're living in the moment. So. <laughs> um, all but content. yeah, so keep all, an eye out for all, all things. All, any legal. <laughs> any legal then. Peace. Yeah.